Welcome to the Inspired to be Authentic podcast. I'm your host, Matt Lancedale. Inspired to be Authentic is a podcast where we converse with people who are living their most authentic lives. We get real with our guests and talk openly about how they live with courage to be themselves. We explore barriers they have overcome to be more authentic and aligned to themselves and their purpose. Today is episode 27, and we are joined by Nick Burgett. Welcome, Nick. Aloha. Thank you for having me here, Matt. Yeah, he's coming at us from Hawaii. Lucky bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's February, and I'm still wearing shorts and a t-shirt, I'll tell you that. Oh, you're living right (laughs) here. (laughs) Yeah, 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 I love it here. That was me last year. I was in Vietnam for winter last year, and it was amazing. I barely wore pants for a, yeah. whole, a whole year. It was amazing. Yeah, I mean, here every day, it's just like, I don't even look at the weather. It's just like, I put my shorts and my t-shirt on. Yeah, yeah, you're so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just want to share a little bit about Nick. Uh, he's an author, speaker, and spiritual guide. Uh, by going through his own crisis and spiritual waking, he is able to show others how they can live a happier, more fulfilling life. Um, simple, but potent <laughs> there's a, there, you know, I, I love it. It's, it just, it packs a punch. Um, Nick has a book that he just wrote called how to find love a journey within seven simple principles to experience everlasting love. So we are talking all about love today, folks. Um, we're going to be unpacking love for self, love for other. We're in the month of February. It's February 2nd today uh, filming this. And, um, we are heading up to Valentine's day. We what we're going to be talking about today, I have a feeling is going to be about how to love self, how to tap into the love within ourselves and within the field, within the whole field of, you know, connectedness, and then how we can share in love with others. Um, For those of you who've been following my podcast, the last two episodes have been about how to build a home within yourself was one of them where we talked about developing your sense of self, your sense of safety within. And then we talked a bit about in the last one with Amanda McFadden, we spoke about, um, overcoming codependency um, by using boundaries. So again, we're, we're, we're moving into some of this relationship dynamic and, and understanding love. So I've brought Nick on to the podcast today to help us really get clear on what love is and uh, how we can start to participate in this beautiful thing in a way that uh, brings more fulfillment to our lives. So um, yeah, without any further ado, why don't uh, you share a little bit about your crisis, uh, your spiritual awakening, and kind of just invite us into your story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to start off by saying, yeah, love, what I have found is not something outside of ourselves to attain, to like get from people. It's it's already within us and, it, and there's an infinite source there within our heart to tap into. So that's the main message that I'm bringing to people's awareness because most people are living in a way to try to get love from outside of them instead of realizing it's already within them. How I realized this is back in 2014, I had a regular nine to five computer job where I was help desk. So I would get calls all day about computer problems. Well, I worked in it for about couple years before I just would look at my phone and I would see five voicemails and I knew every single one was a computer problem. And I'm just like, oh, I I can't do this anymore. I got to do something else. This is like torture to me now. (laughs) (laughs) And so I started thinking, well, what, 
I guess if I want to be happier, I had this thought like, I want to make more money. And that's pretty common in this society. So uh, back then I was looking for how can I make more money? Well, I, I found out I could, I could go into be a real estate agent. So I took all the real estate agent classes, got my license, and I found out pretty quickly that was tough and it was tougher than fixing computers for me. Mm. I was only 24 at the time and they warned me like, hey, you're pretty young. It's, it might be a little tough for you, but I'm just the type of person that just jumps all into something. So I quit my computer job. I went into the real estate. Well, in real estate, you don't get any money unless somebody buys a house or somebody sells a house. Yeah. <clears throat> when you're when you're looking for people to buy or sell a house, that's where all the work is, is trying to find who's selling their house, who wants to buy a house. And there's a lot of agents out there because, I mean, you just have to pass a real estate class and it's not too difficult. And a lot of people say, hey, I'm, I'm going to do that too. So there's a lot of real estate agents and there's only you know a limited number of people who sell and buy houses. Mm. So what happened was, I started, I had a little income to keep me a couple, couple months afloat, you know, my rent and all that. But pretty soon I, I couldn't sell a house. I hadn't sold one and all my money was running out. I didn't know where I was going to live. I remember sitting in my bed and literally like thinking like, I think like, how can I, maybe I can live in like a storage shed, you know, those like, they give you like the, there's those storage rental units that they have mm -hmm. almost like garages. I'm like, Oh, those are only like, you know, 50, hundred bucks. Maybe I'll just live in one of those. You know, I literally had that thought That's how far down I went and mm -hmm. I wasn't enjoying doing the real estate stuff. And I was, I was just like sleeping as much as I could. I was sleeping as long as I could to avoid the day and didn't want to wake up. And after a couple of days of that, it didn't take me long to realize like, wow, like I shouldn't be like sleeping to avoid the day. Like there's something wrong here. Like I should literally just can't wait to wake up. I remember being a kid and uh, when we went on vacation to like Disney world and just that excitement to wake up. I could barely go to sleep at night. Yeah. That type of excitement to want to wake up was like, you know what? I need to try to achieve something like that. So as that kind of started me researching and looking for answers. And so I went online and I ended up finding a guy, his name is, infinite waters he's on youtube ralph smart and he still does videos to this day and he started talking about the law of attraction and the law of attraction and the secret that movie you can find it on netflix mm -hmm. that got me realizing like oh you know thoughts are things and it really woke me up to see that i was creating i had created this reality that i was in then the craziest thing happened. I one night 
I was going, going to sleep and I wasn't on, there was no alcohol or drugs involved this night. I was completely sober and I was going to sleep and I was in this weird state where it was like, I was like half asleep, but not totally asleep to where I heard this female voice and I lived alone. There was nobody in there. And I heard this female voice and it said, simply just allow. <laughs> and, and so part of my, part of my brain that like questions things was turned off. Like when you're dreaming, you're not questioning the dream. You're like having some crazy dream, but you, you're not questioning it. Cause that, that part of your brain is turned off. And so for some reason, I just had the thought like, well, I am allowing and it, it said again, it says, no, simply just allow. And I had the thought like, oh, don't do anything at all. And as soon as I did that, all of a sudden, I find myself going through this black tunnel. Like I couldn't really see anything, but I was moving. I could tell like I was moving. Hmm. And that only lasted, you know, a couple seconds to where I pop out this other side and all I see, like my whole vision is this like big white light and like kind of purple around it. And I realize, like, I'm kind of just, I'm like floating eyeballs. I don't have an, I don't have a body or anything like that. I'm just kind of just looking at this light. There's nothing else there. And when I got there, I, I realized like I knew I was like, somehow I had the awareness that, Oh, this thing like knows everything, like everything, the whole universe. It knows every language. It knows everything. And it was almost like I was looking at like, like a mom, like when a baby, like I remember like being a kid or being a baby, you think your parents know everything. You're like, yeah, my parents know, they know how to do everything. They can open things. They can, they know all these questions. And it was like looking at a, yeah, a mom. And I also had this like awareness that this is where I came from. Like, oh, this is, I've came from here. Mm. And at the same time, I felt like so much unconditional love there. It was like, almost like, that was all that was there. It was like a swimming pool. Like if you could literally swim and be surrounded by unconditional love, it's like indescribable here because we can't, even in my own body now, you know, mostly we feel love in our heart, not our whole body there. It was like the whole thing. Wow. And there was no judgment. I, I realized that too, when I first got there, like, judgment didn't even exist in this dimension like it it just wasn't it wasn't a thing there it just didn't exist so there, you couldn't judge there it just didn't exist so a total unconditional love and no judgment there and i was like okay so this thing knows everything i, I better just listen to what it has to say and all it said was you're you're trying too hard simply uh, what does it say? Simply, yeah, simply just experience. Simply just experience. And that's all it said. And then I got the feeling like it kicked me out. I go through 
the black tunnel again and then I, I boom back on my body and I'm like whoa what the heck just happened and at that time you know I was more agnostic and more on the atheist side I didn't I didn't know what the heck that was and I was up for like the next 30 minutes I had kind of like this pressure at the top of my head I remember and I was just like woke up and just was kind of walking around was like wow I don't know what the heck that was <laughs> but I I did know was like I I figured out when I came back back I was like wow you know I wanted to go back there because there was so much unconditional love there and I realized also but it was just the light I was like well there's so much love there but I think maybe I would get bored there because it's just a light. There's nothing to do there. So at the same time, I realized, wow, earth is pretty cool because we can, I can sit in the chair or, you know, like even on that dimension, there's no chair to sit in. It's just light. Yeah. So I realized like, Oh, I gotta, I need to bring that, that unconditional love that I felt there, bring it back here to earth. And the cool thing is, is about a week later, I was taking a nap in the middle of the day and it happened again, where this time I just went through the black tunnel. Boom. I pop out of this light and I'm like, I had the thought like, Oh, I'm here again. Like I was excited, but I heard it say hello. And it was talking in that female voice for me, it was a female voice and it said hello. But as soon as it said hello, I had that thought, Oh, I'm here again. And I was like excited. And because I had that thought, I had the feeling it like it dropped me out of that dimension. Like it, it I, I had that thought and it was like, hello. And then it, it kept talking. But to me, it was like, boom. And I was like back in my body. I was like, oh, dang. Like I had the feeling I dropped myself out of it. Like the first time I knew it like kicked me out. This time I like caused myself to fall. And that was the only two times that it ever happened. And ever since then, it, it really made me search on, what did I experience? I have no idea what that was. And two, that's when, you know, I I knew I had to bring that unconditional love back to earth. And ever since then, it, it helped me that, that what it said was simply just experience really helped me because then I started researching. I started getting into meditation and nobody, I'm from Nebraska, and and at least right now, not many people meditate there, so I was kind of just doing it on my own. None of my friends meditated. Mm. Then I started getting into a plant-based diet in in Nebraska. The main meal there is, you know, steak and potatoes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All my family was like, they didn't understand what was going on. I really didn't understand what was going on either, but I just knew I... It, uh, from what I had researched that plant-based was a healthier option. Hmm. So uh, I did that on my own. I only knew of one vegetarian there and I only knew of her. I only met her like once. <laughs> the vegetarian <laughs> of Nebraska. Yeah. yeah vegetarian <laughs> Nebraska. Yeah. So it's not, it's not a thing there. And, yeah. and like it is, you know, now I've been to California and here and here in Hawaii, it's, it's, it's more popular Hmm. but there in Nebraska, it, it just wasn't, it's not a thing there yet. Yeah. And so I, I, what at that same time is 
I was still going through some rough times, but all that really comforted me was love. And I didn't have a partner at the time. So it was really just with, with meditation and different things. Like I would, I would um, listen to loving music. I would watch loving movies, anything, you know, I would draw and just try to be in a state of love just to kind of deal with what I was going through. And I got, you know, I got addicted to that, that feeling of, of, of love. And I, before that, you know, I used to smoke marijuana every day. I drank like four or five days a week. I, I stopped all that and I stopped partying. I just, went straight to, you know, the only thing I had was the love that was within me, you know, to comfort me while I, I was learning to meditate. I went plant-based. Then I quit. I quit really hanging out with my friends because that's what we connected on was, was smoking and drinking and partying and we even did uh, some of the video games. I stopped playing the video games and it was really just uh, me putting myself almost in like a cocoon to I was going through the, the spiritual awakening and, and transforming myself and learning about uh, a lot. And I, uh, all these books came to me. It was like book after book after book. Like it was like, you know, I, I just, when that, that light said simply just experience because I was losing my friends and I just kept remembering that like, I just, I'm just experiencing it, you know, just kind of stay detached and all these books coming in and with it, they would come in on a certain order to where if I would have read a book out of order, you know, I, I wouldn't have really got it. Like I got into quantum physics and then I got into how, yeah, the law of attraction and how quantum physics is working with your thoughts Mm. and and then prayer, you know, I, before, like I said, I was atheist and agnostic and I was like praying, you guys, what are you guys praying for? It doesn't make any sense. Like you're not mm-hmm. changing anything. Yeah. But then I was able to see the science of praying and how that's, that's really actually affecting the world around you, the world you live in and, you know, the world as a whole. And so it was a complete transformation on my part. And that's kind of how I was able to learn through those years how to really connect with with the love that was within me. And nobody could nobody can take that away from me. Nobody can take the love that's within me away. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was a uh, a game changer and. I'm still grateful to this to this day to have that experience that I had with that that light and you know I there have been people it seems like with near death experiences I've found out that have been able to experience the same thing that I just experienced I don't know how it happened I didn't pray for it I, it just it just happened it's just a, an event that that happened in my life and you know at first going through your own spiritual journey and your awakening, especially in Nebraska at that time, 
there was nobody really to talk to for, for me. Yeah. And it can seem like that when you're going through uh, an awakening or a spiritual journey like that, where you, uh, all your friends and everything, you know, you're changing. So it, things kind of just start falling apart and it falls apart to, to birth something new. And, and you, because I was suffering for, you know, so long, I suffered so much that it, 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 I called this to myself. I was able to, to, I suffered so much that I, I bring these experiences into my life to, so I didn't suffer so much anymore. Mm. And that's one thing about Buddhism too. You know, Buddha says, you know, everybody's, suffering and there's there's causes of suffering and you can you can overcome them yeah but uh you know i didn't have anybody to talk to i didn't talk to anybody about the light that i saw i just went through my own inner transformation and now you know the times that we're going through now i can see how my journey and what i've learned can help the world at this time because I think, you know, there's, there's, there's the quote, love is the answer. And I really do believe that love is the answer to anything, pretty much like everything. Like if you're looking for it, the answer is just return back to love and everything will be taken care of care of for you yeah yeah wow what uh what a story i get you know what i pick up from it is that i feel like this it sounds like your spiritual awakening had a lot to do with purpose showing yep. you your purpose leading you to what your purpose is on this planet which is to to sh be a being of light being of love and and help people connect to that same light within themselves is that what your book is about yeah 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 so my book so as I, as I went through my spiritual, you know, awakening, there was, you know, I kept going through my day-to-day -day life. It's like, you still have to deal with your day-to-day -day life. At the time, you know, after I worked the real estate, I, I had to start working in a shoe store. I didn't have to, I chose to, I chose to start working in a shoe store with my friend because that that was money that would come in real estate i didn't get any money unless i sold something yeah. so I, I just needed a job so that i had some income coming in yeah so I'm, I'm i'm living every day day to day life and i'm reading these books and i'm watching all these documentaries and it's it was i was learning so much on how to love myself how to love others all these teachings would come in meditations all the teachings would come in so that i could connect to the love that was within me because there you got to know how otherwise it's just like well i don't i don't feel the love within me how do i how do i cultivate that yeah and so that's 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 what it is is i said okay through my journey, I learned how to cultivate the love that was within me. 
because it's just like a, a muscle. You can work out your muscle and it, it gets bigger and bigger. You can, you can do certain exercises for your heart, for, for the love to cultivate the love that's within you. So you do it, you keep doing it every day. And there's, there's no amount of, I mean, it's infinite. You can, it can just keep going on. There's no, there's no, there's no limit to how much love you can feel. And, and, you know, there, I do experience on different days, different, different amounts of love that I feel. I mean, there's been some nights where I feel so much love that I'm just, I don't even know where it's coming from. I'm just like, Oh my goodness. Like I, it's like so much and it's like almost blissful, but I also don't know what to do with it. It's like so much energy. You're like, <laughs> Oh my God, this is like, I don't even know what to do with this. <laughs> so I, I really wanted to, to share in my book, you know, the seven, the seven simple principles that I share in this, in my book is, you know, it's a, it's a way of life. It's, you got to change how you're living. It's, it's like, it's like a, a diet if you know if you eat a certain certain foods you know you're going to be and you eat so much you're going to be obese if you you change your your diet you can become more healthier so it's you have to to, to really to really feel the love that's within you 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 have to do certain things if you're going to if you want if you want a body like Arnold Schwarzenegger there's certain things you're going to have to do. You got to go to the gym. You got to eat a certain way. You can't just, I, I mean, obviously the way I'm living, I'm not going to get the body Arnold switch Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> has, you know, and if you're listening to a podcast, you know, I'm pretty skinny. So I, and, and my goal is not to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. So I, obviously I'm never going to get that, that type of body. So, mm -hmm. but with, with love, it's something that, everybody is really seeking. And I, I found out that, you know, our souls just want to love and be loved. That's really the core. And that's really the core of who we are. And when I went to that, that light, I could see like, Oh, this is where we came from. Like we came from love. Like this is, this is who we are. And that's why a lot of society, everything we do is almost seeking seeking for love we're, we're looking for it on the outside e external world yeah. where where the external world can't give it to you because you know i feel all this love and that's the thing i like i wish i could give it to you it's but it's not it's not like something i can give to you like i can i can it's happened to me before where there's been an external woman that I love, you know, and I'm like, Oh, I have all these feelings of love for her. And, you know, I want to be in a relationship. Well, she don't love me back. She don't feel, she doesn't feel somehow I don't trigger the love within her. So, you know, I, an external object can help you, you know, cultivate the love within you, but I can't get like, I can't give that love to her. Like I, it's just, and even certain certain acts, like let's just say a hug, you know, the hug, hugs can help you feel love within you. But let's just say somebody that 
if there's somebody that you don't like and they hug you, you might like try to throw them off. So you, if, if you don't like them, maybe they smell or I don't know, but let's just say that hug itself doesn't give you love. You're the one that's, that's triggering that love within you because that that's the hug or let's just say a kiss. There's some people that if you kiss you, you're going to feel all this love within you. Mm-hmm. If there's somebody that is, is you're not attracted to, they kiss you, you're not going to feel the love within you. So it's not the kiss that's making, making you feel the love within you. It's not the external, like the kiss, the hug, that's an external thing that can remind you. It can't remind you that the love is within you, mm-hmm. but it's not them giving it to you. It's, it's your own self doing it. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's different things that I have, uh, been able to to see in my life one you know you got to start with loving yourself and what does that what does that mean you know most people just think well i I do love myself Mm -hmm. because you know to the ego mind you know the ego mind really is is, the ego mind does love itself but there's some things that it it doesn't love about itself and there's with loving yourself for me it came down to loving everything that you would call a flaw or insecurity about yourself hmm. like if you think you got like oh, i got i um, i hate my nose my my nose is too big every time you look in the mirror you, you look at your nose or or you know growing up we get bombarded by messages from our family, our friends and, and everywhere where people may say like you, you're unworthy. You'll never amount to anything. And if you keep getting these messages as a kid, you carry them with them. You carry that with you as an adult. It's running in the background, even though you're not realizing it, you're, you, you have the feeling of being unworthy or, not being enough or you'll never you're a failure or something like that and and those are not that's that's those are not loving loving thoughts Mm -hmm. and that's that's another thing too about self-love is really really treating yourself like you would like a a little kid like with a three-year-old you're not some people do. I can't say all people, but most people when they're a three-year-old, I, I notice it. You'll notice it when you go out in the world. Everybody's so nice to to babies and kids. You're like, oh, how are you? Mm-hmm. Are you doing? Are you are you having fun today? How, you know, I love you so much. And oh, you want to go play? And and they're so nice. Mm-hmm. And, and it's kind of funny how society, as they get older, they kind of stop being nice to that that being. You know, it's the same being, but they're you know their body gets older but all of a sudden they're like no be it you know for men especially that's what's important here about love is you know as they start getting older they're as a as a man it's like oh be a man you know we don't want to we don't want to see your emotions you know like Mm -hmm. grow up and you get those messages and that's something else that that shuts down it shuts down you close off your heart yeah when you get those messages when people tell you oh you can't you can't show your emotions. You can't, you know, show your love. They, you're not a man anymore. You're, you're weak. They, they say, oh, you're weak if you you show any type of emotion. And 
And so you think that's how it is. And you just don't know any better when you're a kid and you're growing up and you shut down, you shut down your heart. And that's why maybe now some people don't feel that love within them. They, you know, you shut it down at an earlier point. There's times too, where maybe you gave love, you were in a partnership, you gave love to somebody and people go through heartbreaks. You know, that person for whatever reason chose to move on and, and those heartbreaks can be painful. And because it's painful, you don't want to feel that pain again. So you shut your heart, you shut your, you shut your heart down again. You don't want to feel that, that amount of pain. So the next, maybe the next person you go into, you don't fully give all the love that you could because you're scared that if they leave, you're going to feel that same heartbreak. So over time, maybe they, maybe that second partner, they leave you and you feel a little bit of heartbreak again. So then the next time you say, well, I guess I can't, you know, you start shutting it down more and more and more to where. Yeah. We're walled up. Yep. 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 We're walled up. Yeah. So it's really returning back to love is it can be breaking down those barriers. Yeah. And it starts with, like I said, the self, the self love, because once you really love yourself, like you would, like you would love a partner, like love yourself, like you would your partner, any partner that you would have treat yourself like you would treat them treat or like a little kid. It, It really helps when you, when you treat yourself in that way. Yeah. Because once you fill yourself up with love, nobody can take it away from you. Before you perceived it as somebody left and they took the love from you, but that was just a misperception. Yeah. But once you fill yourself up, you, you can share it with everybody. You don't have to, you don't have to uh, be afraid anymore that if somebody leaves, you know, they're going to somehow take the love from you because that's actually impossible. I can't give you love and I can't take away love from you. It's only within you that you can, uh, really cultivate it and it's up to you if you want to uh share that love and and you know sharing gives you more so uh yeah i'm I'm curious about um you said that you learned how to cultivate love within yourself how do you how, do, how does someone go about starting that process I know you have seven steps in your book. I'd be curious if you're open to sharing one or two of them with us as a way that people can start getting, um, getting started with, you know, learning to how to create that pool of love within themselves as opposed to looking outside themselves for it. Yeah. So I would say the first, I think the very first step is to, to learn how to love yourself. That's, that's the very first one. And it's the very first chapter that I have in my book to, to start with loving yourself, like instead of, instead of, of seeing yourself for some, for an example, they may see themselves as not worthy. Uh, They're as a failure as dumb Uh, for women. Maybe they feel like they're not beautiful so those things it's it's recognizing those things and if you if you sit down and another principle i have in here is meditation 
if you really sit down with yourself, and most people know their flaws and their insecurities. They, they usually know them like, oh, I don't like, especially with their physical body. Yeah. They know, they know what it is. Yeah. And so, so if you, if you can go and, and say, you know what, it's, it's an exercise I have here in my book too, to change your thoughts because you are, you have the freedom, you have complete freedom to choose your thoughts. Nobody can choose your thoughts for you. You can, you can choose them. Well, it's a little hard to recognize that if you, if you don't meditate, that's why I highly recommend meditation in my book and yeah. right now to, to start meditating. So one self-love and two start meditating because when you meditate, you can, you can look at what thoughts are popping up Yeah, and you will see that a lot of the thoughts that are running in your head came from somebody else, especially from when you're a kid, because supposedly from zero to seven, we're just in a state of like hypnosis. We're just like absorbing everything. Yeah. We don't even, we don't question anything at that age. We just take it all in. Yeah. So whatever there's things that sneak in there that could come your, your parents, your grandparents could have came from any friends at that time. Could have came from your uncle could have came from the TV that you were watching. Could came from anywhere. And when you meditate, you'll recognize like, wow, these thoughts are, they're coming up. I don't know where they're coming from, but I can see like, oh, you know what? I think this, this thought that I, I'm dumb and that I'll never be anything. It actually came from like, you know, it could have been a parent, like for some reason they were just an angry person and they, they just was like, yeah, you're dumb. You'll never be anything. Then when I went to school, I, I played it out. I thought I was dumb. And so I didn't even try because I just thought, yeah, I'm dumb and I'll never be anything. Mm. And I'm still playing it out. I'm still playing it out. And I don't feel worthy because of that. And meditation allows you to see that. And meditation allows you to say, wait, you know what? I have a choice. Those were other people's thoughts. I could choose to see myself differently. I, you know, I, I am worthy of everything in this world. If, if everybody else is worthy, I'm worthy too. I, I, I may be dumb at, you know, uh, calculus, but you know what, for me, I'm really smart at love, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, we all have, we all have something to offer where there's something that you really enjoy. Yeah. And because you enjoy it so much, you're an expert at it. So yeah, we're all, we're all dumb at something, but it's, it depends on if you define yourself as that or not, you know, we're all dumb and we're all smart at something. So it could be, I mean, it could be even sports. I mean, I like watching sports. Some people smart at sports, smart at sports, you know, that's just like, you can always find something where you're smart. So it just depends on, how your how your your perception of yourself is you have to change your perception when you're loving yourself you want to change your perception to to know that you know i am i am lovable first you know i i'm i am capable of being loved yeah i'm gonna be the one that loves myself first because if i don't love myself 
then how can I expect anybody else to love me? And, and changing my thoughts to, to ones that are loving and kind and not ones that are so harsh and mean to myself. Like, why would I, why am I being so harsh and mean to myself? Let's just, you know, be kind and to myself. And that, that, that will really change things for you in your life when you really focus on how can I love myself today? Just ask yourself, how can I love myself today? And maybe it's some days, maybe it is going to get some ice cream. Like, you know what? I'm having a down day. Sometimes I'm like that. It's like, you know what? I'm having a down day. I'm, I'm just going to go get some ice cream. You know what? Just to try to, you know, get into a better mood. I'm going to treat myself just like parents treat their kids, you know, like, Hey, you know, I want to treat you. You guys have been so good. You know, I want to treat you to some ice cream. Yeah. Now it's treating yourself like whatever that, whatever treating yourself is to you, you know, it could be going to get a massage. It could be for, you know, women going to get a pedicure or, you know, anything, just do something to, to love yourself today. And another part of that could be just, just eating healthy, like treat your body nice. Like for one, love your body just the way it is right now, instead of hating your nose or your eyes or whatever body part that you think is not up to standard, Yeah, which is just a perception again, because, you know, we look, when you look at trees, there could be all the same tree, you know, all pine trees, and when we look at them, we can just, we just see that they're trees. We don't all the same tree, all the same pine tree. They are different, but we rarely, when we're walking through like a forest, we rarely say, wow, that tree's ugly. Well, that tree's really beautiful. Well, that tree's got a weird looking nose. That tree's got, yeah. you know, different, you know, we don't, we don't judge the trees, but we're, we're so quick to judge with, with ourselves and, and other people. So it's really just knowing that, you know, we're all humans, just like they're all trees and we're all beautiful and unique, like the trees or even snowflakes, you know, snowflakes, when you look at them, they're all beautiful. When you look at them, they all have a different pattern and I mean, maybe you can judge, oh, this one looks a little more beautiful than this one, but you can actually really see, you know, they're all unique and beautiful. Why, why would you even want them all to look the same? Yeah. And we can get caught up, caught up in that. I know of a, of a woman that she got, she was in the modeling business. And because of the modeling business, they have a certain standard, you know, the way you look and, you know, billboards and all this stuff. And even within the modeling culture, she was talking about how all the models, they talk about how many calories they eat and, you know, all these things that if you're internalizing without questioning, you're going to start saying, comparing yourself like, oh, you know, really being self-conscious about how much she was eating and, and you're, you're looking at other people. She has this, I don't, but you actually have 
you're, you're unique. You have, you're literally like, that's what makes you so beautiful is because you're unique. Like nobody has what you have. Like how mm. beautiful is that? Yeah. And recognizing that like within yourself, just really recognizing like I'm unique and that's what makes me beautiful. Yeah. It's interesting because I'm kind of picking up two, two things. Cause this, my mind is wanting to challenge what you're saying because my mind has been conditioned to see myself a certain way, mm. um, reflect back my conditioning to me. Right. Oh, unless wow, I have, unless I have a six pack, I'm not attractive unless mm-hmm. I have, you know, whatever, like the stories that we tell ourselves. So our, yep. exper- our experience of ourselves through our minds is going to be completely different to our experience of ourselves through our bodies, right? Like where we yep. feel, where we feel love and experience our truth is in our body, but where we experience our ego personality is in our minds, right? So how do we help people make that, that transformation from their head into their heart? Cause I truly believe that you can't really experience unconditional love until you tap into your body's field, right? Like your ethereal field, your, your energetic field. That's where we're being downloaded constantly with these, these states. They're not even emotions like love and joy and peace. These aren't emotions. They're states that we, we get to. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what would you, um, like, it sounds like to me, you're saying clear judgment, right? Clear the judgments that you have for self and other, um, how do we begin to do that? I guess, because the listeners are probably wondering, okay, that sounds great, but how do I actually make this happen? What do I need to do tangibly to stop the judgments from occurring? Because when we're so identified with our mind, it it's really, really hard to get out of the mind and into this experience that you're describing to the listeners. Do you have any tips that you can share with them? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. And, and I think if you're comfortable you know, when, when you do see your mind coming up with something like that, yeah. L- let me know too, if you, if, if you think it can add, because, you know, if you're, if you're, if your mind is doing it, other people, like you said, their, their mind is doing it too. And I'm just not, you know, I'm, I'm not aware of it. Yeah, of course. So like you said, with, with, I was talking about the women's side of the models with the men too, you know, we got bombarded with images of the movies of, you know, the guy with either like, you know, it was like Vin Diesel or the rock, you know, or, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, these guys with big muscles, six packs. Yeah. These are the guys that are getting the girls, you know? Oh, okay. So then your mind says, Oh, okay. To get the hot girl or whatever partner, yeah. To get the person I want, you know, I need to have the six pack. I need to have the big arms. Yeah. And, and, and then, you know, you're, I mean, it's one reason to go to the gym. If you, if that's the motivation to get yourself healthy, yeah. Use that motivation because I, we should, you should be healthy, but if you're doing it to, to get love, then you're, I think you're, you're doing it for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're lifting, trying to get the six pack and, all this stuff because i mean it's quite possible that you yeah you get that body and then you're loved for the wrong reason they're they're loving you for your body yeah once that body goes away are, are they really gonna love you you know so or are you gonna love yourself yeah or are you gonna love are yourself you? yeah so that's why it's important to love yourself right at this moment some people look at their body and and they don't have as a man they don't have the big muscles and so they're like, well, I'm not going to love myself until I got the six pack. And then I got, I got the big muscles 
and then they, you know, you're, you're like chasing something and then it, it could become an obsession because then you look in the mirror and you're like, Oh, I could still be a little bit buffer. You know, I could still get <laughs> yeah. a little bit bigger triceps and it's just <clears throat> never ending. It, that's why it's just so important to just, just right here in this moment, no matter what my body looks like, love it now, because if I don't love it now, then that means I'm looking for a future event to occur. I'm going to, I'm putting it into the future. Yeah. Well, if you know anything, well, the future doesn't actually exist. It's, you know, we can kind of plan for the future, but if you say something is in the future, the future never comes because it's always now, especially with something like with the love. If you say in the future, I'll love myself. If I have this, it's probably not going to come because you're saying you're, you're always chasing this future that, that it's, it doesn't come because the time is always now. Yeah. The gap is continually moving and it's just a way to push back what you're not willing to sit with yeah. now. Cause yeah. in order to love yourself, you have to sit with yourself. And I think a lot of people struggle yep. with, with just sitting in stillness. Like I think that's one of the biggest barriers my clients and, and I think even the listeners would attest to is meditation is so hard for most people because they can't sit still because they're so used to being identified with mind and mind is like a little squirrel. It's yep. always looking for the next thing to distract itself. So like sitting in stillness is key to, to, it sounds like a lot of what your teachings are, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's meditation is so key, especially, especially during times where we're living in to, to recognize to recognize these things, like to, to sit down with no phone and no TV, because these, these distractions that your mind wants to go to, they're bombarding you with the messages that are, are, are usually not loving because for one, if you're, if you're on, let's just say social media, social media, one, the problem can be, be, can become where you're comparing yourself with others. So you're looking at other people's best photos. You know, even me, when I take a selfie, it's like, usually I don't take one selfie. It's like, oh, I'll take another one. Okay. One looks better. You know, it's not in our human nature to take one and like, oh, okay, that's, that looks good. Mm. We, so you're looking at other people's like best, best of the best shots. And, and we all have, you know, depending on the lighting and all this stuff, we all have different angles of what we actually look like, but people yeah. are choosing the best ones to put on their social media. So you're yeah. comparing yourself, you're looking in your own mirror or you're, you're not, <laughs> after you're just, you've woken up in the morning, Yeah, after you woke up in the morning, <laughs> then you get on social media and you see some guy or girl that, you know, is all done up Yeah, and you're comparing yourself, you're comparing yourself to that. So and that's where like, oh, you know, that, that's where the, where you, you could, you can judge yourself like, oh, I wish I was that person. I wish I had th that body. And then I would have this many followers. And that's the other thing dangerous about the social media is especially the kids growing up relating like how many followers and how many likes you're getting you're they're they're saying that's love like yeah. oh i like that person has a thousand likes i'm only getting a hundred 
I'm not loved like that person is. Yeah. It's not true. It's just not, but that's not true. It's just a perception that you you're creating in your mind. Yeah. That's the game that ego loves to play. Yeah. Yeah. Numbers. Yeah. The numbers. It loves yeah. the numbers. Yeah. The more, and that's the, that's you, that's, that's the trap. And, and that's the thing about social media. So that's why, in my opinion, it's better to just sit by yourself than if you're playing that game with the social media, it's better to just get off the social media and sit with yourself for 10 minutes and to love yourself for 10 minutes because yeah. you're looking for the love on the social media. Yeah. But no matter, no matter what, it, it, it becomes it, the ego. It's it, the ego. It's never enough because once you get a hundred likes, or once you get to a certain tier, you get to 500 likes, you know, you're going to be looking to somebody who gets, you know, the thousand. Once you get to the thousand likes, you're going to say, well, if this person gets 2000, I'm not loved like them. They're 2000. It's just infinite. And the same thing with, with TV, you got to be careful with the television. For one, I had to, when I was going through my journey, I learned I had to turn a lot of things off especially with, with, with things like the news, you know, when, when's the last time you heard the news say anything good? Almost never, you know, that's not their job. (laughs) They, 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 so they, they, they put the news is not there to give you any love. Yeah. And when I watch, if you just notice, just tune in, just tune in. Like when you're watching something, that's another thing to learn how to do is, to tune in, like, how is this, what I'm doing right now? How is, how do I feel? Like when I'm on, when I'm on the social media and I'm comparing myself to these people, how do I feel? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't feel that good when, when I compare myself to Kim Kardashian and she has all these likes and a big booty and all this stuff, Yeah, you know, I don't feel that good. So yeah. maybe I should stop doing it. My self-love. I love myself so much that I'm not going to do it anymore. Yeah. And, and with the TV, you know what, the news, when I'm watching it, I don't feel that good. You know what? I, 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 I kind of like to know what's going on, but you know what, if there's something big and important going on, I bet you people around me will tell me about it. Yeah. So I'm just going to turn the news off for today and, and watch something better. That makes me feel better. Let's let me go on YouTube and watch something inspirational because I love myself so much that, you know, I, I only want to feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, the news is making me feel bad. And the same thing, I had to stop watching scary movies. Like I don't even like to watch scary movies because it's like with the fear thing, it's like, I, I don't like that feeling. I don't, I don't, I, 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 I know there's adrenaline that gets, you, you know, the fearful movies, you get adrenaline running and yeah. things like that. But I, t- to me, I, it, it's not, if I, if I tune in and say, how do I feel? Like, I, I don't think anybody actually likes to feel scared. They're just, I mean, a temporary adrenaline rush is maybe what they're looking for. Yeah. But the feeling of being scared doesn't actually feel that good compared to the feeling of love. Yeah. Well, so, I think they're, they're both valid. And I think what, 
um, there's some actually some research that's been done around um, scary movies, violence, and why it's so addictive for, for mm. people and why why people love it because it's a it's an extension outside themselves that they can entertain the parts of themselves that they've denied. So the shadow oh. self, the shadow self is about violence. It's about um, anger, aggression, rage, yeah. highly highly sexual, all these things. So um, we want to consume it outside of ourselves because we're denying ourselves the experience of having it inside of ourselves. Uh, so okay, I don't. Cause I'm really working a lot with these, this concept of like fear and shame and these things and like learning not to shame them, learning not to say that they're bad. Like I need to always be rooted in love because it's, it's not a, it's not why we're brought into this, this physical world. In my opinion, I think we're here to experience material and here to experience spiritual and merge them together. Um, and when we pass on, I feel like that's when we're supposed to be in a state of always being in love is because we're transcending into the spiritual realm solely. And yep. then, and then we were, we're meant to provide these experiences to people like you, right? You had your spiritual awakening. It's like somebody was transcended to the other side to help guide you to this understanding of what universal love is all about. Yeah. And, you know, another observation that I had when you were sharing your, your spiritual awakenings that I thought was really cool is um, you talked about the, the words that came across in the first one were just allow, correct? Yep. Just allow. And then the other one was just experience. Yeah. And it's so cool because it's like the present moment is what we're being asked to sit with when we're connected to love. If we're outside the present moment, we're in past and we're in future and love cannot be connected to in those. That's the grasping. That's the ego looking for what it can love. Right. So when just like what you said, like you can't love you can't expect somebody to love you and that it's going to fill up your tank because what that is, is it's you looking outside of this present moment and looking for them to fill up your tank when the only way you can fill it up is connecting to you. And, and what I'm, I'm kind of connecting these dots as you were talking, like mm -hmm. doing versus being yep. when it when it comes to connectedness of to love because when we're doing 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 even in the self-love journey it's like we're constantly seeking doing all these things to try and love ourselves more when maybe we really just need to slow down and be be the love that we want to feel instead of trying to do the love that we want to feel does that make sense yeah 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 my, one of my favorite quotes i can't remember who it was by but we're they're like we're not human doings. We're human beings. You know, exactly. that's, that's who we are. Yeah. And that's a, that's a good point that you made too. I like what I want to go back to, like how you said about with the, the fearful movies about the anger and the shame and the fear and the guilt and, yeah. and sadness and things like that. That's, that's a, that's a good point because with loving myself totally with, that's part of it. Like you said, with the shadow part of the ego, it got put back there, the shadow, because even when I was little, like with my mom, if I showed any anger, you know, I, I throw a temper tantrum as a kid, my mom, you know, back then was a spanking, you know, like you're acting out, yeah. you know, you're getting now I'm going to spank you because, you know, you're showing, you know, back then I didn't get it, but you know, you're being angry, you're throwing things, you're spanked, go to your room, whatever. And so yeah. then because of that, she didn't do it on purpose, but my mind at that time said, Oh, I can't be angry. That's not allowed. 
So now I suppress the anger. Every time I get angry, I don't show it because I think I don't get love if I show anger. The only way, if, if I want to get love from my parents, from my mom, don't show anger. And then, you know, as I grow up, I keep pushing anger down because that's how I learned to do it because I thought that's how to get love. So it is, that is part of the self-love journey too, is, is learning to love every single emotion that arises within you. Like, you know what? Uh, I get angry sometimes, other people get angry. And even when somebody is angry at me, because I that that was tough for me because I was holding anger back within myself. I would judge angry people, and so once 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 I was able to like you know what loving or anger is a valid emotion because it's here, and I don't know why it's here, but but. Um, I can love it. It's okay to, it's okay to, to be angry in a healthy way. I, I wouldn't recommend to, you know, destroy things, but if, if I guess if that's how you want to express it, that's, you'll, you'll have to deal with whatever consequences, but it's okay. It's, it's loving that I get angry. It's loving that I, I maybe feel shame or guilt until yeah. we can, raise it we can forgive it and love it yeah only then can can you transcend it really yeah and i've found out that now you know i used to really not like to be around people that got angry and it kept showing up for me you know to transcend and i i couldn't figure it out because when somebody gets angry it really wasn't a pleasant experience for me I would want to get away. Didn't want to be around that person. But then once I found out, you know, oh yeah, I, I suppressed all this anger within me. I thought it wasn't okay to be angry. I kind of judged these people a little bit too harshly. Yeah. And now literally when somebody gets angry and I've learned to love anger, I can literally be here in the present moment this person can literally be yelling, angry, throwing things. And I'm still in a state of love because I've learned how to love anger. You know what? This anger is not even this person for one. They're just experiencing an emotion. That's not them. Exactly. Yeah. And I could just sit here and I love anger. You know what? I love you anger and just watch, watch anger express itself. And that way I'm still feeling love. Yeah, it's just amazing when you learn how to really, and that's why it all begins within yourself. Because once I learned how to love the anger within myself, it wasn't until that moment where I was able to experience it on the outside to where, like, oh, I can feel I can feel love right here, even in this moment yeah. when people are angry. Yeah, I like that. And it's like the development of witness consciousness. Until we have witness consciousness, we can't do that because we can't we can't actually be in the anger and be in the love if we don't have the ability to witness the anger, which is the I in the I am angry. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You don't if you don't have the I in the I am angry, you're just our anger and you can't really um create that distinction between the two. So 
Yep. Um, I want to be mindful of time because um, I know we both have uh, things, commitments uh, after, but I do want to, um, you to share, can you share a little bit about your book before we wrap up so people um, can know what they're getting themselves into? And I'll, I'll put the links in the show notes and everything so people know um, what your book is all about and everything. But yeah, so, so if you really truly want to walk this path and be in this state of love, which is the journey you're going to have to go on at some point because everything returns back to love and it's already what you're seeking. So if you, if you really want to start now, you know, I have my book, how to find love, a journey within, and it's seven simple principles for you to practice in everyday life so that, you can cultivate the love that's within you. So basically if Arnold Schwarzenegger to go back to him, if you wanted the, the body like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you would want his workout. So you would go to online and look at his workout. Oh, he does bench presses every day on Mondays. You know, he does leg press on Tuesdays and you would follow what he did to achieve the body that he got. Well, that's pretty much what I've done in my book is, you know, these are the, the, the steps and exercises. I've got exercises in here and things to do basically every day and how to live so that you can experience this everlasting love that you're looking for on the outside of you, because you're going to look forever and it's, it's not going to be there. It's, it's only within you that you can experience the everlasting love that you're looking for. And then once you have that everlasting love within you, then you can share it with someone on the outside. You can, you don't have to extract it from them. You can, you can both be in that state of being of we have the love within us and we're sharing it with each other and, and creating something even more beautiful. It's not trying to take, from them all the time. So I think this is, is, is the most important thing for humanity right now. Like if you, if you want to change the world, you know, change yourself because you are the world. So uh, this book came about because I, I really sat in and just about six months ago and asked myself like, what, can I do what knowledge do I know that could really help humanity at this time period? And, and this is what came out and Hmm. with, with it's tough because with, with material items, when people come out with a material item, you know, they can show you like, look, I have a, you know, a car for you to buy. Look at this. I can give you a car. But with love, it's, it's not something I can give you. I can give you this book and show you how I did it. But in the end, really, you're the, you're the king or queen of your own kingdom or queendom. And you have to put the crown on your own head. Like, I can't do it for you. This is what I've done. And, and a lot of exercises in, in here that I've done that have helped me connect to the love within me and 
like we were talking earlier about meditation. Meditation is one of them in my book and, and, you know, lifting weights can be tough. You know, I've lifted some heavy weights and it's tough when you start lifting heavy weights. It's, it's not easy. And a lot of times your body doesn't want to go to the gym because it's like, Oh, I don't want to lift those weights. It's the same thing with meditation. It's like, maybe you don't want to do it, but you know, I recommend to just start with five or 10 minutes. And that way you start seeing the progress. You start with little weights and you start seeing, you know, Oh, my muscles getting bigger and you, you get excited. You're like, Oh yeah, I want to go to the gym more now. I want to start lifting more weights. I want to start meditating for 20 minutes now. You know, so it's really just loving yourself so much and having the desire like, okay, I already know love is what I want. It's right here within me. I'm going to do everything I can to, to live, to live that life because that's what I want. That's, that's all I want. I want the love. I want to feel connected and, and put yourself first self-love and, 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 you know, instead of looking at your phone on social media for 10 minutes, go into meditation for 10 minutes. Yeah, that's it. It's so it's it's very easy. But you I can't make you do it. And I can't give the love to you. It's just I have it within me. And I can show you how to get there. I can show you the roadmap. But you got to drive yourself. Yeah. And and that's what I, I, I really want to share it with you. And I and I, and I, I believe it's important and everything that you're looking for anyways on social media through material items through exercising uh you're you're looking for that everlasting love and it's here it's here right now for you yeah and it's up to you to to uh do the work to recognize that it is here for you and it's your birthright it is amen to that amen to that it's inspiring the choice um inspiring the power of choice really to choose love over uh, scrolling on social media and comparing yourself and all that fun stuff. So, um, but yeah, I wanted to thank you for um, coming on and giving us an hour and well, hour and 20 minutes of your time. So really, really appreciate you spreading the love on this planet. It is so needed right now. And um, yeah, I'm really proud of you for all the work that you're doing and um, yeah, it's nice to connect with you. Yeah. Thank you, Matt, for, you know, the platform that you have created here and are doing with your podcast and allowing people to come here and share their gifts and their knowledge Mm -hmm. to really help. You know, we both have the same desire to 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 help help people that that need it and that want it. And so I appreciate what you're doing and allowing me to come on here and sharing what I have and give me a shot to, to see what I have to say and, you know, walk in this life together and, 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 uh, this journey, this journey of love that we love people. And, and, uh, it it really shows with your podcast and, and your journey of sharing what you have went through and, and allowing other people to share what, they've went through to to uh bring humanity to a a better state and a uh more fulfilling and happier life for all of us so thank you thank you so much yeah yeah thanks 
Thank you. Um, yeah, right on. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Another episode. Um, it's great to have you guys here. If you're watching on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button. And if you are tuning into on your favorite podcast um, application, please subscribe and enjoy more of my episodes. Lots of good content there to consume. Have a beautiful day, everybody. Mm-hmm.